Here's what they forget to tell you. Episode 57, I think, or 58. I'm not sure. Well, how can you not be sure? Because I'm so discombobulated. Oh, that's a big word. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Well, how can I help you not be discombobulated? See, what I normally do is I have like a whole thing where I, uh, as soon as we're finished, I upload it to Podomatic, which is the podcast platform. And so then I'm, I'm, always, I'm always aware of the number because I have to upload it. And I haven't been doing that. I've been slacking. Slackers. Because I've been updating my book. And, oh, that's what we could talk about. I'm updating my book, and it should be done this week um, on Amazon. I'm trying to, I'm doing it on uh, the ebook format. What is the ebook? So it's just a little bit difficult because it's like, I have to teach myself all these things. I'm not a publisher. You're not? No. Hold on, wait. So there's actually something you don't do? No, I don't. Pu- well, now after this, I can add that to my list. But no, I do not know. So I'm teaching myself as I go. There's a whole, it's different formats. And, oh, it's a lot of work. So? Hi. 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 We're back. Welcome back. You have the bun again. I do. The bun is back. The bun is the back. messy bun. I, well, it wasn't so messy today, but... I don't know. It's back. And you have the... What? What? Not bun. No bun. No No bun. bun. No bun. No bun. So, welcome back to episode 57 or 8. Or 9. We will will make sure that... We'll know for sure next week. Yes. Um, We were supposed to have a guest this evening and that got cancelled. So, we uh, want to talk about a couple things. Well, she doesn't really want to talk about a couple things, but I think it's necessary because it's part of the journey and um, there could be some other people right now experiencing something similar or about to experience something similar. And it's always good to know signs and, um, you know, different things to, to do with the subject of seizures. So your mom had another one yesterday. Mm-hmm. And this is probably, we've lost count because this is happening a lot. Um, again, for our newer viewers, her mom, my aunt, uh, is in palliative care for year number three. And she's been dealing with this disease going on 19 years. Yeah, but she's past three. Oh, it's past now. Yeah, we're in, we're into the fourth year. Fourth year of palliative, if that's even. Well, obviously it's something because she's in it. So, um, been experiencing a lot of different uh, seizures, or I should say, are they similar? Is each seizure different? I don't know how this works. No, like I guess um, because it, there's different types of seizures, and I think people are just assuming it's the regu- like the convulsive seizure. She doesn't have those. So they're very mild, um, and it doesn't last very long, but it's still, like, it's in her state. Mm-hmm. Like, she's probably, like, 50 pounds if she's that. So it's always concerning if she has one, right? Because right. it could be her last one. Okay. So, you know. Yeah, that's never an easy thing to watch or even, you know, just know that that's happening. I mean, okay, so I guess 
maybe we can touch on a couple things for people like myself who don't know much about someone experiencing a seizure. How do you know the onset? How do you know you don't? It just not in. I think typically you could do that in a person that's uh, doesn't have dementia, because you can ask them questions. Um, probably best person probably would be to ask Monique, because I think. Um, her daughter suffers from that too. Okay. But like typically, I think you can ask, what do you, what do you experience before? What do you experience after? Like you can kind of diagnose that way. But with someone who's nonverbal, you don't know. Very, very difficult to. Well, you don't know. Like they can, and they come at different times, so it's not even like a set time. It's sporadic. It could be a couple months. She could not have any. She could even go for longer periods, and then all of a sudden she's having them. And now it just means it's weird because she is the one medication she is on, and that's because um, her palliative care nurse suggested it is like a anti-seizure medication. So it's just weird that she's even having seizures on an anti-seizure medication. Okay, so if she wasn't taking the medication, what is it? Just she would just be having more of them. I assume so. I'm not sure. Okay. We have no way to know because she can't give us. She can't dialogue. Right. right. So you know just guessing without information and at this stage really it's just to make her comfortable because you don't want her to experience a seizure but I mean really we're not trying to diagnose right and, you know yikes okay so and again there's no way of you know communicating with her to find out if she's in pain or distress or you know but you do you have said that after a seizure she seems to be very tired oh yeah extremely knocked out like even yesterday like very weak weaker than normal like yeah. she's already like you know weak but yeah okay and how long generally do they last for less than a minute okay so they're over quick but it's just very traumatizing yeah yeah mm -hmm. okay so on to the next thing well, my little one upstairs is <laughs> having his own little meltdown but it's okay, brother and sister up there um, trying to save the day. Um, foundation, what's going on with the foundation? I haven't talked to you about that in a little bit. So this last uh, little, yeah, there's a lot of things, like there's a lot of moving parts in yes. the background. So trying to multitask, um, trying to get, um, well, I sourced out a spot and it was just trying to figure out uh, what it's zoned for so I found out today so the things that I'm thinking about putting in there uh, are a go so hopefully uh, I might be signing the lease week okay and it's in Georgetown yeah so for all of our viewers um, Brampton Mississauga Georgetown Orangeville Milton Milton GTA yeah Halton Halton and Peel okay and what can for now, for now, but that doesn't mean you know, whatever we put in there, it doesn't mean you can't access it. Right. Right. Okay. And tell us more about what is involved. What is your vision? What is, what is this going to be for the viewers that don't know what it is that you know you're putting together here? Well, I'm trying to. Okay, so basically, um, as much as my mom has Alzheimer's, uh, there's a lot of places that deal with Alzheimer research and um, day programs and somebody to help the actual person suffering from the disease. And yes, I said suffering. 
Yes. Keep going. So what I'm trying to do is instead of focusing on the person that's suffering with Alzheimer's is to focus on the person that is taking care of them. So um, for caregivers, there's there's and there's different types of caregivers. Obviously, there's formal, which I am not a formal caregiver. A formal caregiver typically is somebody who's paid to look after um, a person that has an illness. And in this case, let's say the, the person that has dementia or Alzheimer's. I'm not a formal caregiver because I don't get paid. I'm an informal caregiver. So this, this place would be for people who are informal caregivers and formal, you know, if you need resources because there's a lot of fallout that happens, especially with dementia because it's a brain disorder, it's a brain disease, and it's very challenging, especially in the beginning because a person is not, they don't understand what they're doing and their behavior is extremely challenging. You know, they'll ask questions over and over. They're very repetitive. They can go, they can wander. Um, they can be aggressive, uh, apathetic. Like it, that could all be in one afternoon. You can experience all of that. And so on a caregiver, it's extremely challenging to deal with that behavior. And, and harder, more so, of course, if it's a spouse or, you know, your parent, you know, it's very, very, very challenging. So it's a safe space for a caregiver to vent because a lot of times, you know, you feel guilty about complaining, um, but you are human. So I wanted to start a foundation to get um, caregiver supports because there are none. Like the government doesn't supply. I know people, a friend of mine even yesterday, who hey, you know about that caregiver credit? Yeah, I've known about it for 19 years, but I cannot access it. It's very convoluted and I haven't been able to access the caregiver credit, even though I am looking after my mom in that capacity. There's all of these stipulations. This is a foundation to get caregiver support. So like uh, try to uh, respite care for them. The government does, supplies very little hours. So a lot of time you have to pay out of pocket for care if you'd like to care for somebody in your home there's no there's no um subsidies for that that's crazy and it's super expensive i mean some of the costs that you were telling me that you have had to incur just for basic minimum things that your mom needs it's like not everyone can do that you know it's and people think there's not even like um i don't know what people but there's no option i don't know i guess the worst case scenario would be you have to go on assistance if you couldn't work but there's no employment credit when you're taking care of somebody right it's not like that there's nothing so if you work you have to provide care for your your loved one so this hmm. is why and of course I did you know I did all the stats I did the research caregivers saved the healthcare system billions of dollars so if, if people weren't looking after or putting these supplementary hours, but it would really, um, the, the devastation of the financial, the economy would be like, it, we would be devastated by the amount of money that the government would have to shell out if, if there weren't people taking care of their parents or loved ones at home. Right. And I don't think 
uh, caregivers get enough credit. They don't. Well, that's, it's not even, you don't think, it's they absolutely don't, you know. And it's bringing awareness to this because it needs to be addressed. It needs to be, this needs to change. Well, and then you get, and we've met people along the way, so then you get people who now their loved one has passed on, and let's just say you've used a significant amount of time taking care of that person. So in Bill's case, right, like he took five to six years like looking after his mom, he's an only child, and now he was he's displaced from the workplace because that's five years of his life. And now, you know, he's depressed. He has now his own health issues because that's what happens when you're a caregiver. You, you, you're last on the list. Worse for me or anybody in the situation like the sandwich where you're a, a parent and you're looking after your parent because you're, right. you're definitely last. So then your health suffers. You go through depression, um, alienation because a lot of the times, you know, your friends don't really understand. They can be kind of empathetic, but they really don't get it. And it, then you typically what, what a caregiver will do is just isolate. And, you know, Bill and I have been about that. You know, you don't have any friends to go out with. Because your situation is so different. Right. And you don't want to be, you don't want a sympathy party, you know. So it's, you, as a caregiver, you really go through a lot. So a parent passes, then you're displaced, and then now what? what? What do you do with your life after? You have to pick up the pieces on your own. So it's just getting caregivers the supports, like maybe grief counseling, um, counseling to assess their compassion to their burnout, what they'll experience in, along this journey. And um, it, I don't know. This is why I, I know there, it's, it's much needed. There is no foundation out there. For caregivers like there there's foundations that do caregiver research compiled stats but that's not what we we already know there's an issue so we need to get done like so stuff for us and the alzheimer's societies i know they have support groups and i i spoke i had a talk at amica um on saturday and same thing like there's no counseling so you know uh, have support groups and that they asked me you know did you take advantage of those support groups I don't even think they had support groups at the time when my mom was diagnosed but even if they did um, personally I will not want to go into a group to discuss your problems too like that would not be helpful to yeah. me when I'm going my own thing and it's individual I don't want to hear about your you know I don't want to feel worse about myself right. Like, maybe you have it worse than me. And then, you know, compared who has it worse, I wouldn't want, that wouldn't be helpful, a group support. But that's me. Um, I just think one-on-one -on -one counseling. And, and I, I can tell, because after the talk, individually people were coming up and asking me things. Because they don't feel safe, you know, right. in a group environment to ask these questions. Well, it's personal, and it's right. unique. And, and, people and you don't want to talk about that. husband, or you don't want to talk about your wife. Right. And you don't talk about it in a group setting. Because again, it's stigmatized. So, you know, anyways, that's my little okay, feel so, of why. So, in terms of this foundation opening, do we have a date? Do we have, uh, what can no, we do? No, we don't have a date. Okay. I have to, I ha I'll know once I sign the when I can look at the date. Okay, and how can we help speed up that process? Uh, well, we could donate to the foundation. Okay. That would help. 
Perfect. So again, we're doing the, the beanie campaign still, mm-hmm. right? Beanie campaign, and it's perfect time because it's freezing out there. Yeah. How much are the, the beanies? $25. $25 for a great cause. Um, and we, you can leave a message for Karen or for myself. Um, DM, is it, uh, DM, well, we did this last week. It's the DM <laughs> in the inbox. Um, you can leave us a message and we will definitely get your order in. We can custom make your order. Um, you know, do you, oh, do you just leave us? Yeah, you order the color hat and color model you want. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, is there any other way that people can donate if they just want to help out a great cause? On the Reinvent and Restore Facebook page, there is the um, foundation link of our platform that we're using, chess.org, okay. and it will take you right there and you can donate directly. You can transfer to Reinvent and Restore Foundation at gmail.com. It goes right into the foundation bank account. Okay, perfect. Yes. Let's get this done, guys. It's a, a great job. Um, and you don't know until you need it. Like, so try to be a little bit proactive rather than reactive. Yes. Because, yeah. you know, you don't want to be me. I'm team you. <laughs> don't be me. Don't be me. Although, if you look really fabulous, I feel oh, like yeah. I'm fierce and oh, fierce. Right. But that's then, not, you should have seen. No, you don't want to see. You don't want to see. You don't want to see when you can't, when I could get out of bed. You don't want to see that. Yeah, no. Let's let's not do that. Um, so, we're going to cut it short today just because uh, you know, things going on and you know, we need to talk about a couple things off camera and a little bit of getting some attention as well. Why don't you bring him down? Why don't I bring him down? Since, you know. And in the meantime, what? why don't you allow or maybe fill in other ways that people can donate or, um, you know, give us... Give the viewers. I want this campaign to get well. Off, once up I and get popping. once I get the um, the book, like I revised my book. So my original book, Alzheimer's: What They Forget to Tell You, um, you know, it was available. It's still it's available right now at Barnes and Noble, Indigo, uh, Amazon's, all the Amazons. But I've revised it with updated information, and I've added to it because. When I wrote it, I think I was 13 years in, and it was published in 2014. So I have now, you know, the journey has extended to 19 years. So I have a lot more information, and I've updated the information because some of it's not relevant in today's world. So I've also, um, I also last year uh, was published my second book, which is Dementia and the Brain, What They Forget to Tell You. And it was a German, it is a German publisher. And so I'm going to republish that book on Amazon as well so that people have more access to it. I think it's a very relevant book. It talks about, oh, look who. It talks about? It talks about a more um, textbook-ish uh, version of dementias and the brain and how you can actually get dementia. There's a few preventative um in a few, there's a, a bit of information on preventative uh, ways that you can kind of alleviate um, dementia. I'm just a little bit distracted right now <laughs> because, you know, there's a baby on board. Yes, we do what we need to do. We're getting it done. Um, so the second, and I'm just going to talk off camera just so that 
team can keep this going, but textbook if you had said that this is the second book you wrote, right? Yeah. And that is available on... It will be. Will be. Because, like, right now it's a German publisher and it's in Euros, so it's not very... Conducive here. For here, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to try to bring it to this market. Okay. And you already covered on how we can get... What is it they can tell you on Amazon? But even though I wouldn't get it right now, I'd wait. Okay. And uh, part of the proceeds I'm going to be putting to the foundation as well. Perfect. I really want to get this done. I really do. Because it's essential. I think it's something that everyone can benefit from. It's very accessible to you, you know. And people, like, once I put it, like, you can download it. It's two nine. It'll be two ninety nine to download the ebook. Ah. So, you know. I don't even know how that works because I'm one of those, you know. You get, you get it. You just download the app, the Kindle app, on your iPad. Okay. And then you can read your, you can read books. So instead of just going and buying the actual physical copy, you can just do it on your iPad or your phone. That's the new way now. Wow. Yeah. Get with the times. Right. I'm like still on the dinosaur ages. Well, I don't know. I like a physical book myself. I like to touch. I like tactile. So. Yes. Okay, so we're almost ready to do our big... Are you going to make a dinghy? Yeah, dinghy. Okay. I'm trying to put some food in them so that he doesn't look like he's going to freak out. <laughs> the things we do, right? Okay, I think we're good. <gasps> I'm sorry I'm so blah today. I, f I feel very blah today. And that's because, you know, every day it's a day-by-day -day situation with my mom, so, you know... I just, I'm always just on that prep mode of, I don't know how much longer she can really withstand this disease. Um, she's like just skin and bone right now, so it's very heartbreaking. And anytime there's something like a seizure, it's even, you know, you're just very heightened. So that's how I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little off. Yeah, I can tell. Okay, we get it. All right, well... Here's the newest member of our team. Sorry if he spits up. I just tried to put a little bit of food in him so he wasn't so grump grump. <laughs> He's looking at himself. <laughs> you say hi. This is the little guy that was in my belly. You say hi, baby. Say hi. Yes. Hi, big boy. So this was the little one that was making noise upstairs, and well, in our. He looks like he's really looking. I like think he's he is. Really He's really You say intense. hi. <laughs> yes, so um, it's funny because I think some of our viewers watched his entire... You were in labor. You know what? We did a podcast. And you were in labor. And the day later, he was born. So I literally was in labor. But I found out that uh, I was pregnant with him, I think a day before we did... I don't remember the number of the podcast, but yeah, this entire journey of his life creating was um, during last year's podcast, so that's kind of cool to be able to look back on, but um, this is the little man. Yes. Say hi to everybody. Hi. Don't eat my finger. Okay. So on that note, um, I'm going to get into more because he's sleeping. Not on camera. No. That's no. another Yeah, uh, we're not going to it right now. Um, thank you guys for the support and continuous, you know, shares and comments and stuff. It, it, it's very appreciated and it never goes unnoticed. So we're grateful for that. Say hi to auntie. Say hi, auntie. Yeah, you need a hiccup. hiccup. 
your track. Say are hi, you? Auntie. Are you? Yeah, you What are. time is staring at you? I know, you can't help it. I, that was just that's what it is. Yes. Does it feel better, Auntie? I know. Yeah. I know, I know. You yeah. want to talk now? Okay, we'll save it. In about 15 years. Sarah, this is my debut. You can make it. You can this make is my your debut. debut. All right. Anything else you want to add? Nope. We're good to go? Good to go. All right. So we'll see you guys next Thursday. Um, same time, same place. Be well. Be blessed. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning watching. in. It'll Peace. be better next week. <laughs> I promise. All right. Bye.